We just love having him on. Chris Coluccio runs the show over at TechWorks Consulting uh, on uh, Kohler Avenue in Ronkonkoma. Make TechWorks.com. Chris, uh, a vital, uh, vital piece of so many uh, structures here on the island, including our good friends over at Apple Honda, uh, one of the great IT guys ever, Mr. Coluccio. Sir, good to have you. How you been, all right? I'm doing great, Jay. Thank you so much for having me. It is great going into many an area this morning with you, including uh, that of the county. Another rumor hit, I guess, uh, maybe a week or two ago of uh, other cyber attacks uh, from the past. You know, we still await the panel and the questioning, the subpoena power involved, and hopefully we get some answers as far as what occurred back on the 8th of September, last September. Uh, but in essence... That's what it was, and, uh, you know, until until we get some questions and answers going in, the, in this particular area, uh, you're going to have stuff like this float around, right? Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, there was, there was rumors going around that said, um, you know, that there's this thing called the Golden Ticket, which is, is a, an attack on Act Rectory inside of um, Suffolk County, and they got alerted on it, and the general consensus from Suffolk County was that, you know, these things happen all the time, and, and it was no big deal, and they and they were aware of it, um, and, you know, they took care of it with their systems that they have in place. I think the issue for me is that we don't know what systems they've put in place to harden the county since they've had that attack. So it's like, you know, how... What are the chances of these things happening again? What have they put in place? You know, it's 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 bad enough that we don't know really what happened and and who's to blame and all the other stuff that went on. But we, I don't have confidence in what they're doing moving forward. So we're hoping that they'll tell us that stuff. So until they do that, you're going to keep hearing these things and these rumors come. Some of it from inside the you know from inside the county itself that there's still some hacks going on and there's still some issues on the networks. Um, but we haven't really been told what the plan is, you know, and that's that's the unusual piece. I can understand some of them not telling us exactly what happened on the back end and how they dealt with the uh, the threat uh, the threat actors and that kind of stuff. But you know, give us some confidence that we're going to move forward and this isn't going to happen again. And that's what you didn't get. You didn't get any transparency uh, when everything kind of was was going on the way and the back and forth. You know, you needed something from leadership there. You got nothing. Uh, you got speculation. That's all it was, and I, we also yeah, would, heard the and we also heard the word negligence many a time, Chris, throughout this process. I mean, negligence is clear. I mean, that's there's no doubt that there's probably a lot of negligence to go around, and and um, you know some cronyism and all that other kind of stuff that goes along with it. Uh, but like I said, I'm looking for now is confidence in the future. Uh, that that we're moving forward and that we're putting in the systems and we're hiring the right people. I mean, it doesn't have to be me. There's tons of great people out there and there's tons of great companies out there that do this work um, and that can help out the uh, the county. Um, and we just want to know that that's being done, you know, and, and I'm sure that some of it's being done. I'm sure they're fixing systems up, but, you know, what's the plan? Exactly. You don't hear anything, that's for sure. So uh, we'll see what happens in the next uh, couple of weeks. Chris Coluccio with us. I'm going to jump around a little bit regarding so the Senate hearings on social media, uh, our kids. You know, a lot of uh, situations saying kids shouldn't use social media now until, what, 16? So it's about educating yourself, if you're a parent, on the effects of social media uh, on our kids. And this is going to be very interesting as it kind of goes about here. 
Yeah, I mean, I, it's kind of like I don't know what to do about it. Can they really regulate that a sixteen that you know we can't have kids on social media until sixteen? What is social media? Because if you think about it, most people think social media and they think um, you know TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, that kind of stuff. But if your kids are playing video games like Fortnite, that's social media too. They're interacting with their friends. They're interacting with people that they don't even know online. Um, you know, and 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 my son is you know he's ten years old. He's on he's on these games all the time too. So um, there has to be you know there, there really has to be a bigger conversation about this because a lot of it has to do not uh, you know we don't they, you don't know who they're interacting with. That's the bad piece. Uh, one of the bad pieces of it is that there are people out there that are really trying to get to our kids through these mediums. Um, the second piece of it is that we don't have any clue about what they're collecting about our children. What data is being collected? How much of that data are they going to keep forever? Uh, you know, so does a 10-year-old uh, who starts at 10 years old have a track record of, of you know, what their social uh, profile is and who the media and who the, every, the advertisers think they are and that kind of stuff? Because they're keeping that information, you know, whether they say they are or not, because technically right now they're not supposed to keep um, information on kids under 13, uh, but they do, and we know that they do, and they've been caught doing it in the past. So, um, you know, how long does this stuff stick with us forever? And, and you know, it's, it's so there, there's really, there's two really great um, documentaries I always recommend people to watch. One of them is called uh, uh, The Social Dilemma. It's on Netflix. If you get a chance to watch that, you can see how they use technology to, to kind of maybe change the minds of our, our kids and, and, and what's going on uh, and all the data that they collect. And there's another one called The Creepy Line, which is about, like, where should we stop this and when can we say this is enough uh, information being collected about us. Um, so I do recommend that uh, parents go out to that. And another thing called the Center for Humane Technology, they really have some really great articles about how we can help protect our kids a little bit online. It's a very, very difficult situation because I don't know that our government has a good handle on exactly what's being collected, how they're doing it, or that it, this is much more than another show, show show trial kind of that they put up there to make themselves feel good about doing something. You know, that, that's kind of what I saw so far. Making a, a rule that says you can't go on social media until you're 16, kind of something you can't force you know i think it's about education anything like that i think the biggest thing is parents just have to educate themselves a little bit more and and know uh exactly what your child is doing you know because a lot of the stuff we don't you know we don't know about secretive information and everything else the monitoring as far as uh every movement we make uh we don't know i mean you listen you go back to the cyberbullying days. You and I used to have major conversations on this. You know, it's about being aware of what your kid is doing. I think that's the biggest problem, you know. Parents work long hours, want to relax, have a cocktail, a little dinner, watch some TV, kids upstairs, who knows? Very tough. Yeah. Very tough right now. But you got to have a super a tough understanding of what's going on, right? Yeah, it's super tough, and I think that the other thing is is that it's another one of these areas where um, the kids, in a lot of cases, they know and understand how to use these technologies more than the adults that are out there. They know how to, now how to hide these technologies from adults because it's not that hard to search how to do it online. And um, so, so they're, in some ways, more advanced with the way the use of technology, maybe not advanced in how it's affecting them. Um, and, you know, we, you know, uh, so, so I think that that conversation is about educating the children about what's going on and how these things 
um, may affect them in the future and have these conversations on their mental health and wellness and all that kind of stuff. It really is going to take a collective knowledge and I, uh, uh, to do that. But I think it's also like when we say to these businesses, enough is enough. Like when do we say, I want to do business with businesses that aren't going to collect all my data. I've started moving some of my stuff over to companies and organizations that say they're not going to collect this type of data about me. I use a program called Brave Browser now instead, and, and a thing called StartPage instead of Google and Bing and Chrome because they collect less data about me. So I'm starting to say it's time for me to not give out as much data as I can. And most people go, oh, it's not that big deal. I give everything away. But I think if you start using these kind of softwares that are taking less of your data from you, that they're going to start to notice that there's a groundswell for, for that kind of stuff. So I hope that, that that's a big start of it, too. Chris Coluccio, The Tech Report. Let's get into uh, Elon. Mr. Musk warning yesterday uh, that unrestrained development of artificial intelligence poses a potential existential threat to humanity. You know, we heard about this chat GPT exploding now in popularity. So, you know, he's calling on governments now, Chris, to develop some safety guardrails for this, uh, you know, this out technology while discussing the rise of this chat GPT and other advancements uh, during an appearance uh, somewhere, I think it was in Dubai yesterday. So, uh, you know, it's interesting how Elon is really you know, coming about it. And listen, a lot of raising of questions, critics about the flaws of chat GBT, such as it's, uh, uh, propensity to display bias and, or maybe just spit out factually incorrect information. there. very important here. Yeah. I mean, listen, it's, uh, AI is coming, whether you like it or not. I mean, it's already here in a lot of cases. We're already using it. Um, the, you know, and, and Elon was one of those people who was an early investor in the open AI technology, which at the beginning was supposed to be this open source, shared with everybody technology that now has kind of been, all right, we can make so, tons of money on, let's close it off. So you see how that kind of stuff goes. Um, but the, the, the problem or the things that we see is that um, you don't really know what's going on in the background of this stuff. So it's hard to say you know, Elon was talking about how he was talking with Microsoft's chat uh, uh, AI. It's called Bing Chat. And he was asking it issue, questions about whether or not it was perfect. And it basically said, I'm perfect and humans aren't. And that's the reason why I give you wrong information. But that's kind of creepy, right? Because it kept telling him that the reason why he was getting in, improper information was because of humans and not because of the AI. So that's an interesting thing to see that that's the kind of stuff that's going out there. And, you know, what is this AI doing? Well, it's collecting data from all sorts of sources around the Internet. And so there's all sorts of – where we are – I always use this term, we're kids in a candy shop. We don't even know what we're shoving in our mouth. Um, and it's going to come back to hurt our stomachs at some point in time. And so that's what we're against. But that being said, there's tons of great uses for this technology um, for our businesses and for our lives, and it's going to help out with medical and all that kind of stuff. But I don't know that we have any control over it yet uh, or really any understanding of how it's going to affect us. So, And and I'm kind of on the Elon side that we should probably, although I don't like regulation, we really should have a collective conversation about, what kind of restraints we should put on it, or else we're going to be in the same place we are with social media, uh, where it's kind of taken over our lives, and uh, now we have to kind of roll it back, you know? 
Yeah, no doubt. I'm just concerned regarding the biased nature, especially yeah. uh, when this uh, chat GBT refused to prompt to write an article about Hunter Biden. You know, I'm talking about the style of the post, uh, when the, yeah. uh, but complied regarding the CNN type deal. You know, and obviously the post uh, has been a uh, a facilitator as far as what really occurred. And they were right as far as the Biden, Hunter Biden stuff on the laptop. And all that went on right. there. And yeah, you know, that's mean, kind bias, of a prime example of what we're talking about here, you know? Yeah, uh, the, the, the bias and the inherence of this stuff is definitely something that, you know, um, depending on who's programming it, uh, depending on what it allow, it's, it's allowed to see, um, is definitely something in there. And, and, and hopefully, uh, I don't know. I don't know how you ever really discern bias in the future when somebody... You know, if you wanted to ask them, uh, I don't care if even if it was, uh, you know, is the earth flat and they wouldn't give you any information about somebody who said the earth was flat, whether you believe it or not, because that's the kind of stuff that's going to happen. You know, they're going if we this is this concept of almost singularity where there's almost only one perfect answer to every question. And is that what ChatGPT is going to give you, even though, you know, we might be wrong about that answer, whether it's a flat earth or Big Bang or whatever. Um, or, you know, or about a politician or about me or you, there might be that one, everybody kind of thinks that this is going to give us that one perfect answer, and it's not. And then on top of that, you're saying, well, if Chat GPT or these other AIs are going out there and reading Shakespeare and reading all these other novels and books, like, what if I wrote something and then they're just regurgitating a portion of that over to somebody, somebody else to put into their paper for school? And do I have rights to that stuff? What are my rights to the, the work that I put out there? Because it's reading all of you know, our collective knowledge and then using it to deliver to somebody else to write another paper for them. You know? So where are the copyright infringements? Where are that kind of stuff? You know? uh, it's, it's interesting. Be dumping about $10 billion. Uh, into this AI stuff, and even Google might be starting their own thing. I think it's called Bard. I was reading. So uh, listen, uh, it is it's troubling though, very troubling in some instances. Chris Coluccio with us. You say it's probably time to rethink one's business infrastructure. And I know there have been massive improvements in various areas. Discuss with me, my friend. Well, definitely, you know, a lot of businesses we've had it. We had a change in infrastructure as we changed technologies maybe about you know somewhere 10 years ago eight years ago and a lot of businesses invested in in upgrading their wireless and their switches and things like that and their firewalls and their network and we're we're, we're, we're at another point now where the the back end of an organization in order to be secure and in order to get the best performance out of their network and maybe take advantage of some things like ai and other stuff that's inside camera systems it's time for those businesses to look at um that infrastructure because you know new things new new switches let's say for example that run the back of your network that every all of these cables plug into they're going to have more security features built into them they're going to be able to be re- monitored remotely um and be able to be seen if somebody's using them maybe or if they're not getting updated and they haven't had their patches um you're going to be able to monitor those things and keep yourself secure certainly in the wireless realm we have uh wi-fi 6 that came out and um wireless has gotten better across the network so if you have old wireless in your net in your in your business it's probably time to look at upgrading those wireless systems because now they can be centrally controlled they can talk to each other they do better handoffs if you have a large building um so wireless has advanced uh, a ton and it's also more secure now because you can do things with wireless like 
hook it into your Active Directory, let's say for your business, and Active Directory is kind of this, um, is kind of the, uh, you know, like the yellow pages for all the people that work, or the white pages for all the people that work in your office, right? It's where who who's allowed to be in your office, who's allowed to get on computers. Well, now if you, let's say you let somebody go, you can automatically remove them from your wireless network as opposed to what we did in the past, which is give everybody one code. And if you let somebody go and you can change the code, they still had access to your wireless. So there's a lot of advances in that area, certainly even with access control for your doors and stuff like that, it can work with that system. And we can keep a better control over who's has access to your network and who doesn't have access to your network. And then on the camera side, if you're talking about that stuff, we're actually seeing and we're using now camera systems that have AI built into them that can do things like tell you a yellow Honda went past your building. And if you want to be alerted on every time that yellow Honda goes past your building, you can get emails and alerts because it's aware and it has built a database of different types of cars and different people and, uh, and clothing. And so it's very, very interesting to see these new camera systems that are out there, um, that are already using the AI technology and stuff like that, and some of it's a little creepy, don't get me wrong, is to, to, to do that stuff, but um, you can also use some of this stuff. We've used these things for counting vehicles and parking lots and stuff like that that work very well without having to spend the money uh, uh, that you used to have to spend. The, the technology has come down to where small businesses can afford it. Go, Chris Coluccio, the tech report, folks. A couple of sidebars here, my friend. So the MacArthur... Business Alliance, update me regarding the Station Yard project. A lot of stuff going on. Give us a quick uh, dissertation on this. Today at 1940 Brewery, uh, at the end of the day, I think around 5.30, uh, 5 o'clock, 5.30, we're going to have uh, TriTech, which is the developer for the Station Yard project around Ronkonkoma. Uh, used to be called The Hub. Um, now they're going to give us an update on what phases they're in, what's coming next, um, what's going on with that project. And if you don't know about that project, I mean, they pretty much took um, this Ronkonkoma area that was kind of distressed, and they made a whole new downtown. And it's actually really uh, it's really interesting to see because they created almost like a new patch or a riverhead in, in, in Ronkonkoma. They're creating that area. So it's super exciting to see what's going on there, and they're going to be giving us a great update. And in general, the MacArthur Business Alliance, is really advocating for the proper development uh, of the area around the MacArthur Airport so that we can take better advantage of it. And all of those supporting businesses, because when we look at the Ronkonkoma area on Long Island, we know that it's probably the second largest business park uh, if you take in its size and the number of businesses that are around there. And it doesn't always get all the play that some of the other areas do. There's a lot of really great businesses around this area that we feel needed a voice, and that's what we're doing for them to make sure that those businesses, you know, um, can survive here, that that um, the development affects them in a positive way, uh, and that they have a little bit of a voice inside the, uh, you know, around what's going on with the airport and on the island in general. So we're going to have TriTech uh, today, and then we're going to have actually uh, JLL and Cameron Engineering next month talking about the the Midway project and the, the project on the other side of the airport, talking about the feasibility of moving the terminal and what that means for us and whether or not it's a good project. So uh, we got a lot going on with the MacArthur Business Alliance, and, and I'm just excited to be a part of it because uh, it's a really great, great time around this area, around MacArthur Airport. We really have a lot of, uh, a lot of potential to make this a great airport again. And on the supervisor a few days ago, Angie Carpenter and you know, the airport is looking fantastic. You know, Breeze is doing great, adding a couple more destinations. Uh, so they got, it, they got it going. You know, they really do. The hub. You got uh, our friend Mitch Pally now who will run the show yep. over the Midway Crossing. 
uh, you know, you got a lot of good things happening in around this area. So, uh, yeah, and Angie and Shelly, they've been on board with uh, working with us to try to get the word out there and to be a part of it. So it's uh, it's we, we, it is an exciting time to be around Ronkonkoma. I think it's the it's probably the most up and coming area. It's one of the reasons why I put my business in Ronkonkoma. I think it's it's just an exciting area to be a part of right now because of all the great people that are trying to do great work in this area to make it you know something uh, something that we need on Long Island, which is this I like that this hub of where you can travel into and you can get to all the destinations of Long Island and and, uh, and see it just in, in a new vision, you know? It's really great. And, of course, our friends at East West Industries, you know, they had a vision years ago. So give credit to them yeah. uh, for that great building they were in there off of Orville and Vets. Uh, and finally, give me an update regarding the Christopher A. Coluccio Foundation, my friend. And uh, you got some good things brewing here. Talk to me. So, you know, we, we, we started a foundation in my son's name uh, for suicide and mental health awareness. And um, in the year, a little over a year that it's been around, we have uh, honestly uh, succeeded more than I ever would have imagined in, in helping our community and um, helping other organizations start and just being a voice for uh, inside the schools and the libraries and the area. Um, but but along with that, we've we've decided that one of the things we wanted to do to, to break down the stigmas of uh, mental health and um, and suicide, we want to be able to do these events that we can invite kids and families to and have light conversations about this, uh, you know, these tough topics while also having some fun. And last year we did an event called Ping Pong for Positivity, and uh, it exploded. It was pro- it was amazing. We had 350 people there. We had 42 teams uh, playing uh, doubles ping pong, and it was. Out of all the events, I got to be honest with you, and I, I, I say this um, not because we ran it, but it was probably one of the best events I've ever been to. And we're happy to announce that we're going to be doing it this year even bigger and better. Uh, we have it on May 13th. We're going to be doing it at St. Joseph's College. They've given us our gym. We're going to double the number of teams. We're going to have more, uh, more you know, groups there. So it's going to be an awesome event. So I hope you get a chance. You can look at our website, ChristopherCluccio.org. Um, and sign up for that if you want. We're gonna. It's just a wonderful. It's a. It's gonna be another wonderful event for us to uh, to raise some money for local organizations and and families that need um, you know mental health services and 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 support if they if they do have a tragedy. So that's. Uh, I think it's just a great event. It's a ping pong for positivity again, May thirteenth. So and thank you for letting me uh, talk about it. Well, listen, uh, it's so important, and awareness is so key. Uh, regarding all of this, my friend. So, uh, you know, keep it out there as far as getting getting everything in play. You're doing a great job uh, with it, no question. This is Chris Coluccio, of course, TechWorks Consulting, his company, right here in Ron Conklin, on Kohler Avenue. Uh, MakeTechWork.com. Uh, great job, my friend. Good stuff. 